I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Ron and Anian, my job is to fix cars. My second job is to explain it to you here. And that's that's what this is about. The Car Doctor. Now, I've got a 2011 Chevy Impala, and I was driving along on the highway, and the uh, transmission acted like it went into neutral, the engine race. It probably has a fault in the vehicle speed sensor. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. I want to talk to you about proximity of repair. Fancy words. Proximity of repair is a process that you have to look at surrounding areas or surrounding parts of the vehicle to decide is now the time to dive into those as well. And I always think about proximity of repair based on, well, it's based on the vehicle and it's based on pattern failures that I've seen over the years. It's based on things that I know, you know, we're going to do this at this mileage and, you know, typically in the next 15 or 20,000 miles, this becomes a problem. So I always try to talk to people about proximity of repair. It's a, it's a, it's a good topic. It, you'll spend more money now, but it saves you money later. A lot of what goes wrong with cars today is predictable. And I'm talking about on a correctly maintained vehicle. That vehicle that doesn't have their oil change done till the very last moment or the vehicle that comes in seven months over on its oil change or the vehicle that's always running around on an empty gas tank or the vehicle that's you know always got the bald tires on it, no alignment, it's harder on the suspension. You know, that vehicle is tougher to take care of and maintain, and you don't get the longevity out of it, and you're always miserable with the car, and you're always looking at that car saying, why can't it last longer? Because of you. 
So I want to talk about proximity of repair and point out some of the things that you need to just think about. Because as I always tell you, cars are a lifestyle, right? You've got to be aware of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it and where you're trying to go. Let's talk about Toyota Sienna minivans. Very common, very popular vehicle, V6 engine. All right, there's a ton of them out on the road. And they are the new station wagon of, of this generation and many generations before, right? We're all driving, you know, Toyota Sienna minivans. Somewhere around the 100,000 mile mark, that vehicle's due for spark plugs. And it typically becomes to do V6 spark plugs. The cowl has to come out at the base of the windshield, the wiper motor assembly, the upper intake manifold. It's a couple of hours of work. It's a bit tedious. And it's a great example of proximity of repair. You're going to do six spark plugs. You're going to do the back three coils. I always try to. I always make that recommendation. You know, the ignition coils are common. They sit on top of the spark plug. You get one of these at 100,000 miles. That van is typically five to six years old or older, all right? You know, if it's eight, nine years old, the argument about proximity of repair really comes into play because you're back there. It's a part. You've taken off so much to get to it that doing the three ignition coils in the back with the three spark plugs makes sense. But how are the oil leaks? You know, what does that back valve cover look like? Is it starting to seep? Around the 100, 110,000 mile mark is typically where the valve covers start to seep. And then by the time they've got 130, 140,000 miles on it, a lot of them are leaking. And guess what has to come apart? The cowl, the wiper motor, the intake manifold, all the things that you took apart to do the plugs and the coils. If the valve cover is showing you signs of it, if it's in the early, early stages of it, that's the moment to consider doing valve cover back there and getting that valve cover gasket replaced. You know, and a, and a lot of that answer of what do we think is going to happen? You've got to be honest with yourself and go back, look at the oil change intervals. When was the last oil change or, or how often are you changing the oil? Are you really following some sort of set pattern? Are you doing it every five to 6,000 miles or recommended mileage interval from me? Manufacturer says 10. We can have that conversation if you like, um, but you've got to call me to do that. But, you know, it's it's just something that you've got to be aware of. I think maintenance buys you longevity. There's no there's no getting around that. And I think being a little bit early prevents the failures. I think expecting things to go bad before they do and doing them by proximity of repair puts you in a better perspective. You'll spend a little more now, but you'll spend less money later because you're not spending the same amount of labor to get to that component. It's just like when we do a timing belt. All right, we always talk about doing a timing belt. We always talk about doing a water pump. We talk about servicing the cooling system. We talk about, you know, maybe we'll do a thermostat when we're in there. We talk about all the things that once it's apart, we're closer to the rest of it. So that's the moment. You know, to go back in and do them later just doesn't make sense unless you like spending money. And I get it. Sometimes it's not in the budget. Sometimes you have to break it up, and that's important. But you've got to stop and talk to your mechanic the next time they suggest something and ask them, is there anything else in that area that you see is failing or failing or going to fail or has failed or is about to fail, you know, to tell me that I want to do this now rather than later. I want to also comment about the mechanic relationship that you may or may not have. I think it's important. I think that you know, for you to be successful in maintaining your car and taking care of your car, having a good relationship with your car, 
because relationships are what life's about, whether it be with another person, an employee, uh, you know, a partner, a vehicle, whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just important. It's what makes us who we are. You've got to have a relationship with that mechanic at your level, at your comfort zone. You know, what do you want to know? You might be a, hey, here's my car. I'm dropping it off. Fix it. I don't care. Pay me and I'll pay you and get out. Um, and that works. And I've seen that work short term. I don't see that working long term. You know, I see that the person that, you know, has that curiosity about how something is going to operate. Uh, I see them getting more value out of it. I just do. I, I've seen it over the long term. I was thinking the other day about my Suburban, and this is probably what got me into proximity of repair mode. My 2004 Suburban is going to turn 19 years old this summer. Actually, I take that back. It's going to turn 20 years old this summer because we bought it in August of 2003. So it's about to become officially a 20-year-old vehicle. And I wondered to myself, how did I get it to be 20 years old? Because once you take it to the car wash and clean it, it looks brand new. It really does. And at 85,000 miles, it's got a fair amount of miles on it now. It's getting up there. Um, I'd still take it anywhere and do anything with it. And I think it comes down to, yeah, of course, the maintenance and the oil changes. And, you know, truth be told, did I miss a few? Did I go a little over on some? Yeah, of course I did. I'm human. But I tried to stay in there, and I look at the law of averages because that's what auto repair favors. Auto repair favors the law of averages if you can't maintain it right to the minute. You know, if you're doing it at 5,000 miles and all of a sudden you do one at six, it's not the end of the world because you've done most of them at five. So you've got to look at averages, but you've also got to look at proximity of repair. You've also got to look at stockpiling parts, which I'm, I've am i been doing for a while now, and you've heard me talk about that. But, you know, just think about it. Everybody wants to buy new. They think buying new solves the problem, and it doesn't. It does short term, but it gives you more debt. And from what I'm reading in the news... Americans are more in debt now than they've ever been before. It seems like uh, everybody's budgets are down and everybody's tighter on, on the dollar. It's uh, expenses are, are rising, obviously, in these times. But just think about what you're trying to do. You got to start asking questions. And if your mechanic's not giving you the answers you want or they're not able to answer the questions or they don't want to answer the questions, you might need a new mechanic. It's just that simple. So, you know, a lot of this business, people get stuck in a habit. You've got to get out of the habit. But you got to think about proximity of repair. You've got to think about, I'm taking this apart. Can I save money by doing this and this now? Money I may not want to spend. Obviously, no one ever does. Money I may not have at this moment. Can you squeeze something to get that so you can? But what will that gain me in the long run? Because trust me, if you've got a good relationship with your mechanic and you're able to talk to them on a regular basis, they will have knowledge if they're skilled and know what's going to fail before it fails. They know that Toyota Siennas go through plugs, coils, valve cover gaskets, and you know so forth. And they know when the failure occurs. They know to do it prior to. They know. They will know. They can. They can. There's ways to look it up. There's pattern failures. My gosh, one of the great things about you know Mitchell on demand, Mitchell Shop Management Software, is you can go up and look on a fault code, and it will show you. Um, what is common cause, common replacement, what's being replaced. A lot of software will do that. Mitchell does that. They will show you, you know, um, how many water pumps are being replaced on 04 Ford Explorers. They're great like that. And, you know, it's tracking software showing you the trends, showing you what's failing and when. Uh, it's one of the things I love about Mitchell. And, uh, you know, it, it, it works. So your mechanic can talk to you about proximity of repair 
It's just a matter of you having to ask the right questions. Now you know what it is. Go talk to them about proximity of repair the next time you're getting something done. Is there anything else that needs to be done at this age and mileage that's going to save you money in the long run? Because if you are, let them know you're planning to keep the car X number more of years and so on. So just food for thought. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie, the car doctor at your service. When I get back, don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's go talk to Paul in Virginia. Paul, how can I help you in your 09 Ford Flex today? Yeah, hi, Ron. Yes, sir. Um, Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, go ahead, Paul. So we uh, we have a 2009 Ford Flex that we bought when it was one year old. It's a four-wheel drive LTD, and got 164,000 miles on it. Recently had to do some brake work, replace the fuel pumps, both of the fuel pumps. And so it's getting a little long in the tooth, and I'd rather think about a, a replacement vehicle before it's up on the rack and the mechanic says, hey, it needs a new transmission or engine. Right. So the, the my call was the exact opposite of your previous caller before the station brake. So my wife really loves this car. She wants to keep it forever. Okay. And I'm like, well, what about a newer flex? Let's say the last year that they made the flexes was 2019 when they discontinued it. Yep. And what we've heard or what she's heard is that the earlier flexes were built on a a truck type chassis with a a beefier uh, transmission, beefier suspension and so forth. And the newer ones were more built on a a car, car chassis yes. or minivan chassis, and, and they're not as good. Right. Um, so I was wondering what your what your thoughts on on that. We, we've always had this thing serviced by the dealer, but we're wondering your thoughts comparing the original ones versus the 
later model ones. I think you have to go drive one of the newer ones. They do ride different. It is a different platform. It is a different chassis. You know, I'm not going to say it's I'm not going to say it's worse or better. I'm just going to say it's different. I think it's a matter of preference. You know, my concern with keeping the 09 is my concern you guys have heard me talking about in the last year or two that I'm just seeing parts disappear. So trying to keep something going, you know, you've really got to be committed to it. It's going to become a labor of love that there's something special about that vehicle that you're willing to stockpile pieces because it's it's becoming more and more difficult every year uh, in terms of parts availability. And I'm, I'm not saying you can't do it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but you've got to be aware of that. So where's where's the compromise, right? You know, is it, you know, do you go looking for a 15 flex, you know, or whatever year, the last year of that older body style platform was built, and I think it was 14 or 15, I, I might be wrong. You know, is there one out there with 30,000 miles on it, something younger that's, you know, got less mileage, so you're buying mileage, and while yours still works, you have time to sell it, and you can, you know, make a couple of bucks that way. Is that part of the equation? You know, is it that you're going to go drive a 19 the last year of a flex, which I believe you're right, and your wife absolutely hates it, and you know what? There's no way she's going to drive that again. Uh, you know, so you try to keep the 09 going, but you've still got that parts problem. You know, that that kind of comes into play. So, you know, there's a couple of ways to approach this, and then, you know, is it time to go look at something else just for the sake of looking? Um, you know, going for a road test, for example, in a newer SUV that's sixty five, seventy thousand dollars makes you want to buy a lot of parts for your 09 Ford Flex. Um, you know, because you sit there and you look at it and you go, why would I buy this? I've already got an SUV. I just need I just need to stockpile a few things. And, you know, that's one way of thinking about it, too. Uh, you know, so... Uh, well, you never, know, you never know what's going to go bad. I mean, five $600 for a couple fuel pumps, you know, that, that adds up pretty fast. Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's... Listen... It's not that buying the new car is going to save you money, and it's not that keeping the old car is going to save you money. What gives you the most pleasure? What gives you the most safety and reliability? What's the length of the trips? You know, where does she go, and, you know, how does she get there? Uh, you know, if she's traveling alone, are you comfortable with her traveling in that car at, at, at 10 o'clock at night coming home from somewhere? You know, is there, you know, because there's always got to be security and comfort and, and reliability. That's, you know, that's just part of it. Uh, you know, it's it's like I always tell you guys. You know, my wife has standing orders. If I go first, um, you know what? It's it's she's going to lease a car because I got to know she's in something safe and reliable, or so we think. But it's it's a lifestyle thing. You know, cars are really a lifestyle, and you know how much lifestyle can you afford, and how much grief are you able to put up with, and you know what are the consequences in between. But I think back to your original question. I I, I think the first part of this is you've got to go drive a newer one. And, you know, and, and talk to the dealer. It's great. It sounds like you've got a great relationship with your dealer that you found a good one that, uh, you know, you found a repair shop that you get along with. It just happens to be a dealer. And, you know, what kind of answers do they have? Do they, ha you know, what have they seen with the 19s? Do they see the 19s holding up like the 09s? Uh, do they have any 19s in their used car inventory that you could drive? Um, you know, and, and, and it comes down to that. But I know what you mean. The Flex is a neat vehicle. I always liked it myself. It's it's a lot bigger than people make it out to be until you sit in it. Yeah, you can put a lot of stuff in there. Yep. So, yeah. Well, I yep. appreciate your uh, your input and additional factors to consider, Ron. Thank All right, you. sir. Thank you. I hope I helped. You're very welcome. You be well. 
Let's get over and talk to uh, Bart in Missouri, 03 Nissan Altima. Yes, Bart, welcome to the car, Dr. Sir. How can I help? Ron? Yes, sir. I, I, I want to say thank you very much as we start this conversation. I have an 03 Nissan, and about five or seven years ago, I could not find a blend door for it. Okay. And I spoke with you. Uh, I found two in the country. One was in North Carolina. One was in California. The one in North Carolina was broken. The one in California, the dealer, I called the parts man. He said, I'll send it to you. He called me about an hour later and said, now the boss says, I can't send it to you. So I talked to Nissan, and they said, well, there's nothing we can do. We can't make them. After I talked to you that Saturday about it, 30 minutes later, the vice president of whatever called me and said, you call the you call the parts man. They will send you that blend door. You just have to pay the shipping. Works, uh, works for I, me. I was, I was thankful for that because without it, it was just a, a 5,000-pound paperweight. Right. It, anyway, what I called about, I, I have about 180,000 or a little more on the, on the car now, and it doesn't use any oil. I go 5,000 miles between oil changes, and it's, it's on full, and when he dumps the oil out and puts some in, it still says full. But I've never changed the timing. I, I think in that one it's a chain, but I don't know. Okay. And your question is, is it time? Well, it, it works, yeah, it's 180000 I mean, if it, it, in the old days, you know, before all the, when you, when you could work on them, 100000 and or you, could, you could hear the chains flapping in this one. I can't hear anything. Well, you can't hear anything because there's a tension there. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, Bart, sit tight. Sit tight there, Missouri way, and we'll, uh, we'll be right back and we can talk about that because you bring up some good points and uh, I've got some answers for you right after we return. I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Selena. Like, really, love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're on the end of the car, Doctor. Here, Bart, Missouri. You're still there, sir. You betcha. So, is this the four cylinder or the V6, Bart? It is the four cylinder. Okay, four cylinder, much like the V6. It's not uncommon for him to stretch the chain. So, you know, the questions come back to you. You planning to keep this for the duration? You want to put another couple of three, four years out of the car? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to get another quarter of a million miles. All right, do the chain. I will. You know, I the, just I, I wanted to. I I didn't know if it was a chain or or whatever. Yeah, no, like, that should that th- that is a chain, and you won't hear the slap. Usually, what you'll hear is more of a roar. All right, you will hear. Uh, you know, the best description I can give you is it almost sounds like a supercharger winding up, because the chains okay. the chains tend to wear into the plastic guides, and right. you'll hear you'll hear this tremendous roar out of it you can hear it in the v6 is a lot clearer you know it's i I always know when a nissan pulls up next to me at a traffic light when i listen to it idle because you'll hear you'll hear the whine that roar from the chain and when you take it apart you'll see how the plastic is grooved and cut into and you'll see it on this one too the other thing you could do is if you know you could look to see is there any signs of someone with a scan tool that's got a you know, something going on between their ears. If they know what to look for, they'll take a scan tool and go look at cam and crank timing relationship and see how far off a center it is at base timing. Sometimes you can see it in the sensors. You'll see more negative cam position than you'd like, and you know that the chain is stretched at that point. The relationship right. isn't what it's supposed Josh, to be. Josh did that, and he yeah. said that it was it probably wasn't ready yet, but I just I kept thinking at, at almost 200,000 miles, right. it would just absolutely, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a bad spot with it over something silly like a timing change. Right, you don't want it to fail. You know, you don't yep. you don't want the failure because that's when it comes apart and all the plastic chain guides and everything falls down and then it's a mess. You've got to take the pan down and you've got to go through more. And this kind of plays into my proximity of repair conversation you heard me open the hour with, right? You so, bet. so we're going to do the chain. We're going to do the water pump. We're going to, you know, do some hoses. We'll do coolant. Well, every, well you know, everything, and, and it gets hoses and belts and everything about every five years. Right. You know, it's it's why not? Let's look. You know, is it the original alternator? If you know, if the alternator is original at two hundred thousand miles and twenty years old, or if it's if it's a ten years since you last changed the alternator, this is the moment, right? Yeah, I've and, never changed the alternator. This this has just been a good little car, except for that, except for the blend door, right? right. Yep. 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 But I'm yeah, I thirty one miles a gallon. Anyway, I I thank you very much, and I appreciate all that you do. And and you're right, a good mechanic is priceless. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it. You keep on listening down there, Missouri way. We always appreciate guys like you too. So be well. Mm, bye bye. Bye bye, sir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Proximity of repair. Now, if he puts, oh, I don't know, three grand into that car of reasonable maintenance and care. You know, what can he get out of it? Well, if he gets another three years out of it, geez, isn't that cheap? And it'll probably get longer than that. You know, we were talking about, we were talking about, um, well, here, I know Tom's got a comment. Tom, 
about uh, longevity. Well, no, I had to chuckle when you told the proximity of repair story because it reminded me of, I'm going to say it was 15, maybe 16 years ago when uh, my son had a Toyota Camry that my mother had given him. And uh, we brought it in and needed a timing belt. And you said, you know, while we're in there, let's do the water pump, let's do the oil pump, let's change the idler pulleys. There were four of them. I remember the number. And uh, it, a couple of days later, he was at school, and he came home, and he says, you got ripped off by Ron. I said, what do you mean I got ripped off by Ron? He says, well, it just needed a timing belt. didn't need these things. And I sat him down, and I said, do you, let's take a look on... Online and see how that engine's put together. See all these things that happen when you take this cover off to change the timing belt? I said, yeah. I says, do you want to pay that amount again to have Ron take the cover off again to change out your water pump three weeks from now when it blows? And he looked at me and he went, oh. And his present car is 13 years old and still going. He takes it into the dealership every religiously. He's, he's going to keep it forever yeah. until it falls apart. Proximity of repair works, Tom. It, it, it really does. It's it's just the idea that why pay to take it apart two and three times. You know, when you look up, um, go to go to go look up Gates belts. Go look up Gates timing belt kits, and you know, you know, as an example, go look up a timing belt kit from Gates. Look what they give you in the kit. They'll give you a belt. They'll give you the tensioners. They'll give you the idlers. They'll give you the components that are normally associated with timing belt operation that you're going to do as a matter of proximity of repair. You're there to do it. Uh, you know, the, the companies aren't stupid. They understand what parts fail. To do just a timing belt in that case is actually doing the customer a disservice. And, you know, and that's why companies like Gates put belts kits together and, you know, do what they do. It, it's just, it just makes sense. And, um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. But, yeah, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's you know what, and that's part of, that's great that you did that because that's part of what we are responsible for as, as adults We've got to teach the kids, younger kids, and I'm not picking on kids. I'm just telling you what I've seen, all right? The the youngsters, you know, it's very here now in the moment, not looking down the road. And they don't see the value of why am I doing more than just a timing belt? That's the part that's bad. A lot of people don't even understand why we're rotating tires. That's a whole different conversation. Don't the tires rotate? I had somebody say that to me once. You need a tire rotation. Don't they rotate while the car is driving? Yeah, okay. Um when you're doing things like timing belts, timing chains, like the caller Bart from Missouri just gave us, like Tom's son with the Toyota, when you're doing things, you've got to look at what else is in that. And you know what? I learned this at an early age. I learned this from Pop, all right? When my dad was alive, when I watched him work on the family Lincoln or the family car in the driveway or the neighbor's car that we'd walk over to and we'd look at it and help him work on the car or the tractor, all right? Dad always said, it's a part. You're doing the lawnmower blade. You, th you got the deck off the lawnmower. You're doing the three blades. Change the belt. It's out. You've got it in your hand. Why wouldn't you change it? That's the moment. And of course, there was always that wise guy neighbor that said, nah, I don't want to do that. And he was the guy the following week or two weeks from then or somewhere in the middle of the summer, right? You know, the guy that didn't change the belt in, in April when we, he put the newer blades on, he waited. He got to take the lawnmower apart in the heat of July and have to change the belt in July when it was 110 degrees out because, you know, that's just when it would break. So proximity of repair, just something to think about and be aware of. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Annie, The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome back. Ron the Car Doctor. Let's go over to Richard in Virginia and his 23 Cadillac. Richard, this car's too new to be broken. What's going on? Well, I know, and I haven't had a chance to break it yet, but mm-hmm. I'd like to have a chance. It's a lease car, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's driving me crazy. So when I, I got the thing home, uh, it, the front windows quit working. And the remote quit working, remote start. And I said, well, my goodness. And I didn't want to take it to Cadillac dealer because I drive to Virginia Beach. So I said, I'd take it to the Chevrolet dealer down here. And they tried the best. And they him and hauled with it. And uh, they ran a lot of tests on it. And, it. and they couldn't find nothing. And then they said, well, we had our technician look at it. And uh, he said, uh, he's going to order two uh, motors for the front. Uh, windows because the back windows were working. I said, well, okay. And they, they, I thought they were going to let me have a loaner car, but they cheaped that out and said, oh, no, no, come and get the thing. And I said, we'll call you when we get the motors. And I said, well, I come and got it. And then I said, well, uh, you know, uh, waiting for the motors to come back. And uh, and then I went to my lucky spot at the Walmart. I don't know where it is now, parking lot. And Eureka, I sat down and I have a little dog that's with me, and so he likes to look out the window. And I, I had the car off, and uh, I just started playing with the buttons again. And, and the front window started working, and the back window started working, and the remote started working. Now, I've come back to that same spot, but I must missed it because <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and and so after that, it, it quit working again. And I said, well, my Lord, what in the world's going on here? So then, uh, you know, I sent it, like I said, to the Cadillac dealer. And when I sent it to them, everything was working, but they couldn't figure it out either. They just said, well, we don't know. And uh, I said, well, you know, let me tell you this way. I said, uh, I don't know about the lemon laws, but I 
it's very aggravating to go to the drive-in, and then you got to tell the people, "Well, this is a brand new car, but I'm sorry, the windows don't work." How many? How and many miles? How many miles? How many miles are on this, Richard? About uh, twenty-five hundred. Okay, so it's time to call the Cadillac dealer and say, "Listen, guys, I've got an intermittent problem." All right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Give me a loaner. Let the service manager drive this car for a week. The problem will happen. Uh-huh. All right, you're entitled well, to that. Well, they've done that. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and they let me have a loaner, and they've already gone through that. But, you know, the, it, I mean, they're smart people, of course. And it, and uh, well, what you say is just let them keep it. Well, see, when I, when I sent it over there, Ron, the problem was it was working. Well, and yeah, it, but, and, but and, when's it, it not going to work? It was working, and they couldn't make it not work. And But as soon as I got it back, and uh, it was working, and then it quit working again. Okay. But it's an intermittent problem, like you said. Yeah, and, and the, the issue... But what do I do? I just get... Yeah, you I just can, get ticked off with the deal and just park it on their lot and tell them. No, listen, they've got to, they've got to work with you, man. I mean, whether you buy it or lease it, it's it's their car right now. It's a lease. It's not working. Right. You know, the conversation right. has to be. You know, I I entered into a contractual agreement to lease a vehicle from you that operates right. properly. It doesn't work. Right. All right. The next right. time, or do this. The next time it happens, you got your cell phone on you, right? Oh yeah. Videotape the windows, pushing the button up or down. And the window doesn't move. Uh, Here's your proof. It uh, doesn't work. Okay? Oh, yeah. You, you know, you've well, maybe they're saying, ah, you know, maybe Richard's doing something wrong. Maybe he's, you know, maybe Richard's crazy. Maybe well, it's when they, maybe it's Tuesday. When those windows work, or when, you know, because I'm a fidgety person anyway, when they work, uh, I just keep tinkering with them. You know, I can hear some juice coming to them like it's going to do something. But when they go dead, you can push the button all day long, and it, it you don't get no noise. Good. It's just like it, it, it never existed. Videotape it. Know, so. And listen, the next time they don't work... Don't try uh-huh. don't try putting down the driver's window. Lean over and try the passenger window from the passenger switch. Oh. Well, I told him I told the dealer I said my last resort is if this thing gets to the point that the windows come down and they won't come up, well, I'm going to have your service uh, truck come pick this sucker up because well, I can't afford to let the thing get wet inside. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. That would be real bad. Listen, step 1. I think I think we have to prove to them you've got a problem. All right. Oh, yeah. And and besides the fact, if you video you trying to open the windows and they don't open, and if the dealership doesn't give you satisfaction, now you've got something to send GM customer service. Here you go. I leased this right. car from me. It's got 2,500 miles on it. It's broken and the dealer can't find anything. They don't want to accommodate right. me. It's not an unreasonable request. It's not like you're telling oh, no. them you don't like the color. Change the color. The windows don't work. All right. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's got to get well, resolved. It, with the lemon law, uh, with the lemon law, cover me on this. I mean, uh, do I even even worry about the lemon law? They just got to make it right. They just got. You know what? They just got to make it right. And uh, you know, it's 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 just a matter of yeah. Lemon law would probably cover you. I I don't know what Virginia's lemon law is like versus New Jersey. In New Jersey, it would be covered. But you know what? Right. They, they got to make it right. And you're not an unreasonable person. Listen, I bought the car from you. I like your service. I like the car. I just right. want it to work right. Uh, you know, right. and you got to have that conversation. Have you talked to the service manager yet, or are you still talking to the service writer? Well, I'm talking to the service writer mainly. Okay. And uh, well, the, the service manager, uh, well, maybe I've talked to him. I'm not sure. Yeah. My boy used to work at the dealership. That he he quit, and uh, so he moved on. So I don't have no clout. I reckon my clout is. Nah, you don't it. listen. You don't. You don't need any more clout other than you bought a car from them. All right. And right. any any business worth their salt today is going to stand behind their product. So. 
call up, talk to the service manager, have the heart-to-heart, say, listen, I leased this from you. It doesn't work. I've got a video of it showing you it doesn't work. You hang on to it. Let me know when it's done. I need a loaner until it's done that way. They can call up GM Tech Support. It depends on how loud you push and how squeaky you get. I wouldn't get a rate. I would just be firm and fair. Look, I'm paying for something. I'm not getting what I want. I've got to think on a technical side, there's going to be communication error faults where modules are not speaking to each other in that vehicle's dynamic network, and that's going to help lead them to the problem. They can also call up GM Tech Support and talk to the dealer hotline service and and get additional information. Putting two windows in it is ridiculous. I doubt the two windows failed at a random intermittent basis like this. So follow up with me, Rich. Rich, let me know where you end up with this, but be firm. Take your video and go from there. I'll be here for you. Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're on the end of the car doctor. We got to be quick. Steve in Louisiana. Steve, I'm under the clock here. What's going on? Yeah, I know you run out of time. I got a GMC Yukon uh, SLE, and I was going down in the state. It was running good, and it just quit on me. I had to pull off and get a wrecker. Anyway, long story short, the mechanic showed me it was a distributor cap, and the distributor cap made an arch inside. Okay. And I never heard of that before. I heard of them being cracked and so forth, but he said that's what it was and put me a new distributor cap 
and uh, it runs good. And when I left his place, I went to O'Reilly's and I picked me up another one just in case that happens again. But I want to know what caused that. You well, know? it was there was an arc mark, like a carbon tracking mark. Exactly, right on the side, the top where the rotary turns around to the top of the cap. Right. He showed me on the side; they had like a dark carbon spot. Okay. So let's let's talk about electricity. Electricity is, you know, it, it kind of has a mind of its own. It's always looking for the easiest path to ground, right? When right. when voltage yeah. when voltage comes out of the coil, goes through the coil wire down to the distributor cap, down through the center of the rotor, and then it gets distributed out or you know moved by the rotor out to each individual spark plug wire. It's looking for ground. Agreed. Right. Let's say let's say you've got one bad plug wire, or let's say you've got one plug that's got high resistance electricity is going to get pushed back if you want to think of it like that and shoved back up the wire and it's going to seek ground inside the distributor body itself does that mm-hmm. make does that make sense to you yes sir so so sometimes you know it's like when you're welding do you ever weld anything and you sort of miss yeah. you sort of miss the base metal and you kind of you kind of smoked the side of the metal instead all right right it's, it's, it's kind of the same idea so the question you've got to go back at you know, it's electricity looking for ground. What kind of shape is the rest of the ignition system in? All right. You know, how old are the wires? How old are the plugs? And then the last thing is at the bottom of that distributor at the base, take a mirror and look underneath it. There should be two little screened vents. That's how the distributor vents out moisture. All right. Make sure those vents aren't clogged. There's no spider webs. There's no contamination. I'm Ron and Annie in the car, doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.